In the holy name of Jesus, amen. If we have learned anything since Christmas, it is that our world has two sides. There's a big, bright, beautiful, hopeful side, but there is also a threatening, evil, chaotic, and terrifying side. In the past few months of the church year, we have experienced both sides of life. At Christmas, the three wise men got to go see Jesus in a manger, and that was a great gift at the end of a long journey. But if Herod would have caught them on another way home, he'd have slit their throats. At Transfiguration last week, the three apostles got to see Jesus on the mountain with Moses and Elijah. But in the midst of that, Peter and James and John were so undone by their own sins that they couldn't really enjoy the show, and by the time they came to their senses, the party was over. And now today on the feast of Jesus' baptism, we see both sides once again. Jesus starts in the water with the proud voice of his Father and the very, very soft touch of his Spirit. But he ends in the wilderness where Satan also has a warm voice but an ice-cold touch. All of these stories are trying to tell us the same thing, that our world is a terribly broken place, and if it is left to itself, it will become something that is positively demonic. If we were most honest, we should personalize that. Left to ourselves, we will become something positively demonic. But the incarnation means that Christ has no intention of leaving us to ourselves. We were not made to be alone or unloved. We were meant for Eden. We were meant for perfect community with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and with each other. We were meant to be perfect human beings. So Christ actually enters our world, our lives, our wilderness, and our brokenness as a flesh and blood human being to show us another way home. He did it for the wise men and for Peter and James and John, and this morning he is doing it for all of you. That is why Jesus is in the water today. He is waiting for you. John's baptism was for sinners. There is no doubt about that. Jesus was not a sinner. There's no doubt about that either. So Jesus is not in the water because he is a sinner. Jesus is in the water because you are a sinner. Jesus is not in the water because he needs a baptism. Jesus is in the water because you need a baptism. Following him into the water today is another step along that other way home, shown to us by the wise men. That move from old Eden to new Eden, the move from death to life, and then something more. To make the point, 
every year from Christmas until Lent, we spend our time in the church reading stories that repair the creation story. One day and person and sea and storm and demon and disciple at a time. From Christmas through Lent, we read stories that make wrongs right as Jesus takes back his creation one piece at a time. The very same Jesus who on the first day of creation said, let there be light, came again last week at transfiguration as pure light. Now we can see again. The same Jesus who in creation separated sky and sea and ground and then filled them with grapes and wheat and fishes and birds and beasts comes back to still the storm and change water to wine and feed the 5,000 and to live among the beasts this Lent for 40 days unharmed. It is all ground under repair. He loving his creation back to life, bit by bit by bit. And you too. I know that for many of you, life has been particularly difficult lately. So all of that good may be hard for you to believe. But the best thing about hell is that Jesus is already waiting there when you arrive. That is why Jesus is in the water today. The church has always said it. What else is the water of baptism but its own little hell? You're born dead, and then you are laid into the deep, into the dark unable to breathe or move or live or love as you ought. The church has always said it. The font is your tomb. But Jesus got there first to pull you up and pull you out and to do to you what he did to the swirling chaos at creation. Form it and order it and perfect it and set it in motion for beauty and love and good. He does to you what he's done to everything else and everyone he's met since Christmas. You too are ground under repair. You are one of the elements of creation to be reclaimed, to be welcomed home again by the one who brings a fullness and brightness to life that we could never imagine on our own. On the day that you rise from the dead, the world looks like a very different place. On the day that you come up from the water, you will find that all the assumptions you had about God and yourself and your world are washed away. You realize at bottom that God is not terrifying and he does not mean to hurt you. 
and that being afraid of him is a waste of good time. But that is not the end of your recreation. That is only the beginning. Suddenly you discover that the world really is a big, bright, beautiful, wonderful, hopeful place, more than you ever thought possible, and it really is all being reclaimed by Christ, one day and person and sea and storm and demon and disciple at a time. And suddenly, you are willing to trust the one who is beyond you, who knows more and sees more and loves more and makes sense of more than you even know exists. And if you will only let the touch take, if you're willing to let the life of the world have a crack at you, if you're willing to look and listen and even ask, conceding that you are not always the best judge of your own life, and giving yourself into something that you can't always see the sense of or the end of for the sake of forgiveness and freedom and love and kindness and what is best, then that is what wise men call another way home. That is why discipline and obedience are gospel words. They invite us to live and flourish in a love and a light and a kindness and a new way of being human, animated by a new spirit, bathed in divine energy, reclaimed and recreated by the light of life in the joy of healing, Christmas into Epiphany into Lent, is glimpsing the good that God has in store for us, but glimpsing it right now and having it as a gift and a blessing. Even if turning the other cheek and denying ourselves and naming evil face to face and reconciling to live as one doesn't always make sense to us. It's all right. It makes sense to Jesus, and he knows the way home. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.